the Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 21st chapter. Jesus proclaimed, And there will be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars, and on the earth distressed of nations in perplexity, because of the roaring of the sea and the wave, people fainting with fear and with foreboding of what is coming on the world. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken, and then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, straighten up and raise your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. And he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they come out in leaf, you see yourselves and know that the summer is already near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all has taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But watch yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and cares of this life. And that day come upon you suddenly like a trap, for it will come upon you, all who dwell on the face of the whole earth. But stay awake at all times, praying that you may have strength to escape all these things that are going to take place and to stand before the Son of Man. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear saints, how do you feel when you see law enforcement personnel? I suppose it depends, doesn't it? It can depend on the situation and what you're doing at the time and may also depend on the state of your conscience. For example, If you're driving along the road and see a highway patrolman flash their lights at you and sound their sirens, you'll probably take your foot off the gas and do a quick mental and visual check of everything that you're doing before being pulled over. It wouldn't surprise me if your heart starts beating faster and you quickly try to determine how you exactly broke the law and how you're going to respond. Even before the officer starts talking to you, you might experience feelings of fear, feelings of guilt, of anxiety, even if you weren't doing anything wrong. Or another example. Let's say that you're sitting at home and the doorbell rings. As you answer the door, you see the local sheriff standing there. While it's possible that he could be simply looking for directions, your heart fears another reason for his visit, because it's the sheriff. Even before 
They open their mouths and begin to speak. Terror strikes your heart as you mentally account for all of your loved ones. On the other hand, if you are in danger, if you're in trouble and things are threatening you and you see those lights and hear those sirens, those same sounds, those same lights and those same uniforms, which can cause anxiety and fear, well, they can bring comfort and assurance. As the police arrive, you know that help is near, that authority is near, and that justice is near. Now, in today's text, we hear of coming disasters which would normally strike fear in most people's hearts. When Jesus talks of signs involving the sun, the moon, and stars, Troubles between nations and surging seas. It sounds terrifying. In fact, we don't have to visit a movie theater to see these same things. Because sometimes we get to witness them firsthand. Just think back over the events which have struck fear and terror into so many people's lives. Such as the surging seas of hurricanes the damaging winds and hail, floods, forest fires, and even disease and viruses. But it's not just natural disasters because we also fear the man-made disasters, such as wars and terrorism being played out across our globe. Thankfully, most of us have, well, we've escaped these terrors. However, there are may be people among us here today who have experienced their own personal terrors, major accidents, physical attacks, robbery, addictions, abuse, neglect. These two strike fear into our hearts. Unfortunately, we don't get to live happily ever after here on this earth. People do get hurt. Too many are terrorized by sights and sounds and even smells. Too many find sleep hard to come by because they're afraid of the nightmares, which not only haunt their days, but also haunt their nights. So many people are afraid and they've got a good reason for their fears. Many times we're afraid of what we don't know, but sometimes we're afraid of what we do know and work so hard to avoid, to deny or run away from those things or those people. We cower because we are afraid. We fight because we are afraid. We isolate ourselves because we are afraid. We struggle with our faith because we're afraid. Even though Jesus talks of such signs, we make the end of the world sound quite scary. When we stop and think about it, the end of the world comes every day for many people. When someone's life ends, it is the end of the world for them. So how do we know when our last day has come and when our last day or moment comes and your breath is taken away, will you be afraid? 
And if you are afraid, what are you afraid of? Are you afraid that death will hurt? Are you scared of what happens to you after you die? Are you scared of all that all of your life has come to nothing? Are you frightened because you don't know what will happen to your loved ones? Are you afraid of standing before God and Lord and judge in heaven? In this way, it's no surprise that many people are afraid of what happens when the end will come, either in cosmic events, natural disasters, or even in the personal tragedies of life and death through accident, through sickness, and so on. Many people will cower in fear. Many people will be scared of facing their creator and their judge. Of course, that's if you're guilty and have something to be afraid of. If you've neglected or rejected the promises of your God, you should be afraid. If you've denied the existence of God and his love, then you should cower in fear. If you're faced with an authority which you've rejected and ignored your entire life, living just for the now without concern, considering the earthly and eternal consequences, then you should curl up in a helpless ball of terror. But that shouldn't be any of you. You see, in the same way that the presence of law enforcement will strike fear in the hearts of guilty people, the Son of Man will strike fear into most people's hearts, but also like the presence of police who come to bring justice and help and so bring comfort and hope to those in trouble, the presence of these terrorizing signs They announce the imminent presence of our Lord and our Savior who comes to bring us comfort and hope. Jesus is saying when your end comes, no matter how terrible it may seem, you have no need to be afraid like everyone else with their drooping shoulders and their downturned heads. Instead, Jesus calls you to confidently stand and lift up your heads so that you can see your deliverer and your redeemer come, come, Lord Jesus. You can do this because you know something that the rest of the world doesn't. You know these signs don't announce judgment and punishment for your guilt because the judgment and punishment for your sins has been fully paid for by Jesus Christ. You know that bad things happen to the bad and to the good alike because of the brokenness and corruption of sin in this world. But you also know and trust that no matter how your own end will come, you have the promise of eternal life and nothing can take that away from you. You also know all people will stand before their triune God to be judged, but you already know the result of your own trial before God because you know that you are defended by Christ himself and his blood. He speaks to say the sentence of your crimes has been paid for 
Everyone else will fear the results of their trials because they have no defender or redeemer, because they have rejected, denied, or ignored him. But we, we can stand and lift up our heads with confidence in the days of terror and tribulation, but not because of our own behavior or our own good works. None of us is good enough, and we have all fallen short of God's glory. The only reason that we can stand in the face of these terrible signs and look up when everyone else is looking down is because God's unfading promises to us, which are fulfilled through Jesus the Christ. Everything and everyone in this world will disappear. But God's word remains forever. Immovable and unchanging, inerrant and infallible. Our only hope is in the word of God, the word made flesh, the one who speaks truth and and doesn't lie or go back on his word, but fulfills it for us. He will not fail you. God's word, including the promises he gives you, which he fulfilled and completed through the life, the suffering, the death, and the resurrection of his son, Jesus Christ, will never fade away with that knowledge. So what will you be afraid of? Dear saints, this right here is what Advent is all about. Advent is not about the ringing of cash registers on Black Friday, nor about taking photographs with jolly fellows or about endless Christmas carols which seeing of snow and reindeer. Advent is about the coming of your deliverer and your rescuer. When everyone else is alarmed, you instead stay alert in anticipation, watching cross-centered for your savior, savior and Redeemer. When you're in trouble, when you're in pain, when you're struggling with yourself or with others, when disaster strikes, when loved ones die, and when you feel like crawling into a black hole of depression, don't look at your sin, the pain, the guilt, and the darkness, but look to the promises of God. God promises to give you hope so that you can stand up when everyone else cowers in fear. God's unchanging word to you gives you reason to lift your heads when everyone else is hanging theirs. God promises that even in tragic and terrible events, God's gracious purposes are being worked out and his divine promises are being kept. Even though it may seem like the world and our lives are out of control. God's word of promise is given to you so that you won't be drawn into despair and cynicism. You see, today's gospel reading isn't supposed to be scary for us, the people of God, but it's rather a word of hope and comfort for us to whom the promise has been given, which we receive in faith. These words are to encourage us so we may persevere in hope, continue with the art of prayer, keep bearing witness to God's love for us and endure to the end, 
knowing the cosmic purposes of God have been decisively worked out and fulfilled in Jesus Christ for each one of us. As we begin the new church year today, we are reminded that Jesus will come again. With his second coming will come signs in the heavens and in the earth. There will be distress of all nations, said the Lord, because of the roaring seas and of the waves. There will be anxiety and apprehension. And ahead, as the powers of this world are shaken, there will be fear and trembling and the emergence of false teachers who will try to lead the elect astray. But Jesus, he counseled his followers. When this begins, straighten up. In other words, stand tall and be on watch. Keep your head up and your eyes open. Do not fear, but rather joyfully look for Jesus as he will be coming on a cloud with greater power. Jesus said very clearly to his disciples, heaven and earth will pass away but my word will never pass away. God's word is the gold standard by which we measure everything. Many things in life come and go, but not God's word. It is the same just as God's is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. It is the one sure thing that we can always count on. His word, inerrant and infallible, he will not fail you. When you know the truth of God's word and we trust his promises, we will not fail into the hands of any enemy. Dear saints, straighten up and raise your heads. Be on watch because your redemption is drawing near. Come, Lord Jesus, Godspeed, and may this give you peace. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, may it guard your hearts and your minds through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.